Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. What's the content of your video going to be about? Are you going to do a piece to camera where you're talking to camera? Are you going to do like an explainer video? How long is your video going to be? And this is where, you know, if you put a video post up, it needs to be pretty short. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by Louise Brogan. We're going to be talking about how to use video on LinkedIn to grow your business, whether that is pre-recorded video or LinkedIn Live, if the LinkedIn gods have given you access yet. And we're going to be talking about maybe how you can apply and get accepted into that. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, Together, we can go live! Hello, it's Ian Anson Gray on the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is episode 78, which is all about how to use video on LinkedIn to grow your business. I'm really excited today because I've got Louise Brogan on, who is an expert in LinkedIn and a good friend of mine. So I can't wait to introduce her to you. And just another shout out for my fabulous Facebook Messenger bot. I'm embracing them finally after... A long time avoiding them like the plague, but now I'm totally converted over to them. So if you want to find out more, if you want to be notified about these live shows, all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe, which rhymes. That's the wrong one. Let's be go. Confident.live forward slash subscribe, and you can get notified and also get my free confidence guide. If you want to get more confident in front of the camera, you can find out more about that just with my free guide. So it's time to bring in my first sponsor, which is Restream. I use Restream every single show that I broadcast to all the the various places on on social media, including YouTube and LinkedIn and Periscope and all these things. And the way I can do this, the way I can multi-stream to all these different channels is using Restream. It's the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. It allows you to broadcast to all those different channels, including LinkedIn Live. You can also schedule your LinkedIn Lives and do all that kind of stuff. So there are a number of ways you can use this. You can you can broadcast from another tool. You could use, if you're feeling a bit geeky, you could uh, use something like OBS Studio or Ecom Live or whatever, and you can broadcast from that to Restream. And then that will take care of all the multi-streaming for you. But for most people, you'll probably want to use the studio. So this is the live studio from Restream. This allows you just to log on to the website and you can bring in up to nine guests onto your show. You can highlight comments on the screen, which I will be doing. If you leave some comments during the show, I can highlight those on the screen and see what's going on. And I think that's really important because if you're going to be streaming to all these different platforms, it's important to interact with your audience. So that is cool. You can obviously, you can multi-stream, as I said. Uh, You've also got the ability to interact with the chat. Also, they've got a scheduler, so this allows you to stream pre-recorded videos live and The bit that a lot of people forget is the whole point of looking at your analytics. So you can go live, but what is a really good thing to do is to go back and see which at which point did you get the most viewers, which did you get the least viewers, and you can learn from that and learn from that experience. So uh, I definitely would recommend checking out Restream. They're an awesome platform. 
All you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash Restream. They've got a free plan and some paid plans as well, Restream. So check that out. And I thank you, Restream, for sponsoring this show. I really appreciate it. Well, it's time to introduce my guest of the show, Louise Brogan. Louise is a LinkedIn consultant, speaker, podcaster, contributing writer for Social Media Examiner, and most importantly, an avid Bruce Springsteen fan. Louise works with entrepreneurs and corporates to demystify LinkedIn and help her clients to raise their profiles and win business. Louise, welcome to the show. Hello, Ian. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, doesn't everybody love Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> well, I think I think so. He, I mean, he, by the way, here we go. The, the button didn't work before. It's, it's, it doesn't really work if you delay it. I meant to press it straight away. But yes, um, yeah, let, let us know if, if you're watching live. Are you a Bruce Springsteen fan? I think he's, I, I don't think he's Marmite. You know, there are some, there are some musicians out there that you, you're either going to love or you hate. But I think with Bruce, mm. I think you either love him or you think he's okay. I don't think anyone hates Bruce. What do you reckon? <laughs> yes. I think you're probably right. Or yeah. the, and you've got crazy people like me who like adore him. So just, but anyway. just, so just briefly, we will get on onto onto the topic. Uh, but I'm just interested. How did you get into Bruce? So is this into Bruce Springsteen? And has this always been the case? Yeah, it was. Um, there was a guy that I liked when I was young at school who whose older sister. Because I'm not really the demographic for people who followed Bruce. Like I'm a bit younger. There's this guy I liked, and his sister liked him. So I started listening to him, and then I forgot about the guy and just. My love for Bruce continued on. That's like 35 years ago. I had been to, I'd been outside his house in New Jersey. <laughs> I was about 18 and uh, seen him <laughs> seven or eight times. Massive fan. Wow, that's that's impressive. You've actually been at his house. Were you, were you, you weren't stalking him, I hope. No, so my, my dad's cousins <laughs> lived uh, in the same town as him and they drove us to his house and uh, his newspaper was lying in the driveway and they were like, you, you could run up and, and pinch it. You couldn't actually see the house, you could just see the driveway. <laughs> Oh, what that's, a, a that's, moment in my life anyway that is hilarious that is that is really good so cool well there we go we've got our bruce bit out of the way we've, we've got to do that yeah. uh, i can see some fabulous people watching live we've got lisa monks watching from down under who are watching on linkedin but says i can hear you but my screen is blank or black oh dear. that's no good i've just double checked and i it's working for me on linkedin but uh yeah let, let us know if, if anyone else watching on linkedin but yes she says i was just on linkedin but it was a black screen but anyway you're on facebook now so it's working that's great and i've got tim sawn watching from across the pond it's great to see you always impressed with how light how early you get up in the morning yeah. um team live it's great to see you so yes if you've got any questions for louise today about uh linkedin or LinkedIn video or LinkedIn live or just generally LinkedIn, that would be great. So I always like to ask people this. Do you remember your first live video experience? How did it go? I actually think, Ian, that my first live video was possibly with, have you heard of the Small Business Saturday team? They're a, a UK wide. Um, oh, I think so, yes. Or yeah, they really champion small businesses. Well, they have a, every year they have a, they have a bus that goes around the UK and they had a thing called Do It Digital, and they asked me to come and speak, and they streamed the whole thing live onto Facebook. And I think that was probably my first real um, experience of going live. And it was great because somebody else was holding the camera phone and not me, which was a real bonus. That, that helps. Um, but, but yeah, but my my all my first lives were definitely on Facebook um, because I used to teach people all social media, not just LinkedIn. Whereas now it's just mm. about LinkedIn. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, back in back in twenty, when was it now? Twenty sixteen, I think it was. Uh, that was, I mean, Facebook Live was one of the only platforms. There was Periscope. Um, yes. Periscope was big, and there was Blab and other places. But yeah, I mean, certainly LinkedIn Live wasn't around, and so uh, no. yeah, and it, unfortunately, LinkedIn Live is not still not around for a lot of people. But we'll talk about that. Um, any any uh, live video disasters that you've had? Because we always like to we always like to share this just to make people feel a little bit better <laughs> about the disasters they well, might just, have had. Yeah, like you, you're filming yourself and you realise that you know you, you dropped the phone out of your hand or something, <laughs> or that you're doing you're doing live like an Instagram story and and you forgot for some reason hasn't recorded the sound. Uh, lots of little blips along the way, but I just think you know it's okay. You can just go back and delete them if necessary, and don't. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't worry about it too much. Yeah, absolutely. Do not overthink. I mean, I think ugh, overthinking is the enemy of live video. 
And mm. so you you do need to think a bit. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Having like some kind of checklist is good. I mean, don't just not think at all before you press that go live button. That's the opposite. <laughs> uh, we don't want that either. Okay, so uh, LinkedIn. So I'm just interested. How did you get into LinkedIn? Why, why LinkedIn? Why? Because I see a lot of people. A lot of experts in, in the social media space are they're, they're focused on Facebook. LinkedIn has always been seen as that kind of, I hate to say this, but like it's a bit of a boring social network or it, it's been seen as that way. Not now, that's changing, but historically Ooh. it's been seen as that. And why did you get into LinkedIn and why is that your main focus these days? I think, uh, as I said I, beforehand, I was teaching people all of the social media channels and I actually work with a, worked with a coach and she said to me, you know, Louise, I think you should really try and niche down into one channel because for loads of different reasons, but basically it makes my life easier because I'm just focusing on one thing. So you can get really deep into that one platform. I'm kind of on a mission to change people's opinions about LinkedIn because I think if you build a network of people around you on LinkedIn that you are interested in and who you can have really great conversations with, it's a far more interesting channel than the other channels to me. There's far more engagement. I still post on my Facebook page and I still share my content to my Facebook page, but you don't get anything like the engagement that you get on LinkedIn. And I think yeah, I've been focused on it really for about 18 months. And you know, it makes it makes it easier to refer business to me. It makes it easy for me to pitch myself as a speaker. It makes it easier for me to help my clients because my focus is entirely on that one platform. But also there are less people doing LinkedIn really well. So it's a, it's a, a great way to help people with their businesses. Um, you know, like if you're working with somebody who, who wanted to build their profile on Instagram, they're going to have to be on there every day quite a lot. Whereas with LinkedIn, you only need to really post a really good post on there mm. you know, twice a week to get good engagement and your work is done. So actually it's a better return for your time and energy than the other platforms, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think with, with Facebook particularly, it's it's very much today, it's, it's a pay-to-play platform. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get your the word out there, it's very difficult to be seen just organically. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn is more focused on the business side of things. So depending on you know what you're what you're focusing on linkedin may well be that place to go um so i'm, I'm going to ask you a few more questions about the whole um engagement side of things because i think some people have had mixed results and i think that's for particular reasons that we can get into so louise when it comes to uh, linkedin why is video so important because video i mean if we go back three or four years linkedin video wasn't really a thing i mean it, well, it certainly wasn't mm. used very much but i now go on linkedin and see a lot more video why do you think video is so much more important now on linkedin I think that people are realizing that when you connect with somebody over video, it's a much quicker and stronger connection than just reading the text that they've bit, that they've written down, a text post. Although I really love doing the text post where you're starting conversations, but the video really helps you to get your message across. And it's not just putting up a video post on LinkedIn either. It's, there's so many ways you can use video on LinkedIn, not just the post. Um, but I think that people just, you know, we're human beings connect and interact with video far quicker than other forms of content, I believe. Um, Mm. Well, of course, you and I are both podcasters and big fans of podcasting. So there's that as well. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think it's the connection with people. That's that's true. Uh, You you mentioned there are a number of different ways of of using video. I mean, one thing that I've I've not used this very much, but I want to, uh, and maybe, and I'm hoping that from from this today, you're going to help me kind of get over to LinkedIn because I know I need to do it much more. But you can you can send a reply or send a direct message to people using a video. I think you can only do it on your phone, but there's there's thing mm-hmm. you can use video that way. What what other ways can we use video on LinkedIn? Okay, so you can put video throughout your LinkedIn profile. So, for example, in your um, Underneath your about section, there's a section called the featured section, and it's a really visual uh, space on your profile and you can upload links. Now, you can't upload a video directly to that section. However, you can create a video post and link to the video post in that section. 
and you can share links to Vimeo and YouTube or wherever you store your videos online. Um, and that, that is the place where I would recommend people put like a, a one minute or a 90 second intro to themselves, like talking to camera about what they do. Then as you go down the profile, you can also on the experience section, you can add video content in there. So for example, um, I'm a speaker. So I have a, my speaker reel is in my LinkedIn profile experience section. And again, if you know, when you look at somebody's profile, it's all text. And then you look at somebody else's profile where there are clickable links to video. It really stands out um, from other people and it really helps you. So there's also that, as you say, the video messaging. And I have had two video messages since I last spoke about this on a podcast. So people aren't really doing it yet, but I've had two video messages from people that they sent through their phones and it's uh, it's really nice to receive them. It's interesting because I think that you probably want to maybe have already connected with somebody before sending them a video yeah. message. And I don't really recommend that you send them like a you know a sales trailer or anything like that in the, in the message. <laughs> no, but no. it is you know yeah. So um, it's interesting to see people experimenting with these things. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good a good way. So you 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 want to connect with somebody first, maybe text because i think video is it, it might be I, it depends on how well you know them but maybe if you know them well mm. then connecting that way might be good but yeah i just remember somebody sending me a video message on twitter um when when, when it started I, I got a little bit of a shock because there was this random guy who i didn't know and he was he was there in his dressing gown <laughs> and, i mean it was it wasn't dodgy it sounds really dodgy but he was just but uh, but yeah, he was like, he's like, hey, I thought we'd connect, and it's like he was wearing, wearing a dressing gown with with not much else. Anyway, let's moving on. <laughs> you might not get that. So I, much I do not want. I do not want those video messages. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear. So I, I think so. So I'm I'm going to be honest. I mean, my my experience with LinkedIn when LinkedIn Live came out, I was getting a lot of engagement. Um, my mm. problem is, and I'm going to be totally honest here. I've been putting all my focus really on on Facebook first and and YouTube, and because I'm a small business, I've not been able to put as much time into LinkedIn. That's my next. That's my next goal. And I always mm -hmm. say to people, and I'm sure you would agree, you can't focus on all the social networks all at the same time. You need to work out what is oh, your, no. your your main focus. So yes. rightly or wrongly, YouTube and Facebook have been my priority, but LinkedIn is definitely my next priority. And I want to, but I know that a lot of my audience are on LinkedIn. So it's absolutely a big priority for me. But I found that my engagement rate has gone right down on LinkedIn. And I think the answer to that is that I've just not, been on LinkedIn, I've not been engaging. And so would you say, you know, what would you say to people like me who they aren't getting so, so much engagement on LinkedIn? You know, I know you said that you, the engagement is a lot more, but that's only if you are actually using the platform. So what would you say if, you, if you're just getting started with LinkedIn, what would be your recommendation? Okay. Do you mean in terms of, of doing LinkedIn Live, Ian, or do you mean in general terms of LinkedIn? Yeah, just generally. It could be LinkedIn Live. We could talk about li using LinkedIn Live and using video, mm -hmm. but you're probably not going to get that much engagement if you've never actually, if you've not yeah. invested that time into it. So I suppose what I'm asking yeah. is if you're get, just getting started or if you're wanting to reboot your LinkedIn experience, what would you suggest as a good strategy for that? Okay. So I think the way I, I work with um, clients and with my group, are that I, I talk about this um, three-legged stool approach to LinkedIn. So the seat of the stool being having a really good LinkedIn profile that attracts your ideal clients. Um, so getting sure, making sure that you filled out your whole profile and that it talks to your ideal customer or ideal client when they click through to your profile. But the other, the three legs of the stool for me and this could be you know, one of the keys to getting engagement. What the first one is building a network on LinkedIn of people that you are interested in, they're interested in you, um, and building a genuine network as opposed to having, let's connect with as many people as we can and have an enormous network. Mm -hmm. Because if you, you, you can get 30,000 connections on LinkedIn if you're consistently reaching out and connecting with 20, 30 people a day. For the next six months, my maths is terrible. Sorry, <laughs> um, but if those people don't aren't interested in what you're talking about, and when you go to your news feed and it's really boring and it's full of people you're not interested in, you know it's much better to have to curate a network around you that you actually want to engage with. So that's the first leg of the stool. The second one is 
creating content that actually is of value and service to your your network. So starting conversations around what it is that you're an expert in. So people follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn because they want tips on how to use LinkedIn. So my most popular posts are all the stuff that I'm teaching people about LinkedIn. But I start conversations around those those topics. So if I was talking about, you know, are you using LinkedIn polls? Um, are you sharing video on LinkedIn? I always say, you know, let me know what you're doing about this or what's, what's your being your biggest error, or your biggest success. And then people get used to having those types of posts from me and answering underneath and like, you know, like all the social media platforms Ian, you're always answering people's comments, engaging with them. And, um, you know, it comes down to when do you post and um, what days of the week are popular. Uh, you're looking at your analytics, what's working within your network. And then the third leg of the stool, in case anyone's going, well, she hasn't mentioned three legs. Uh, the third one is actually having the building relationships through LinkedIn messenger. So when I connect with somebody on LinkedIn, I always send them a personalized invitation and say why I'm connecting with them. So it starts that relationship off on the right foot. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you send a connection request to somebody and they accept you into their network, but there's no conversation or message between the two of you, they literally just disappear into your big pile of people in your network. You're not going to engage on their posts because you probably don't even remember why you connected with them in the first place. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I think I, we've talked about this a number of times on this show that numbers numbers are important. I mean, we should be looking mm-hmm. at analytics and the stats, but it's the relationships. And if you don't know the people that you're connecting with, I think that's a huge problem. I mean, I've always been very careful with the people that I connect with on LinkedIn. I, I always mm. want to... I, I want to know them or have some... It, it, sometimes I've connected with people that I don't know, but it's because we've had a personal interaction and we know that we've got similarities. And so that's why the personalized yes. requests are so, so important. I I actually, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember who told me this idea. It was, a, um, but I have like a special keyword in my, in my, uh, <laughs> in your profile. In my profile. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a, it's one of my favorite <laughs> words. And um, so I, I, I say if, if, uh, and it, they have to use it, well, they don't have to use it, but if they use it, they get special, I don't know, special swap points if they, if they use that in their connection. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's surprisingly how, how few people actually read profiles, but I have had about yeah. in the last couple of months, about three connection requests that I've used that special word. So um, mm. if you're interested to know what my special word is, check out my LinkedIn profile and you can Go find it. Go read that. the profile. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. So I, I, think that's, I think that's really, really good advice. I mean, it, in a way it, it's, it's kind of obvious and, and fairly simple, but we so often forget those things. And creating pe- those yeah, posts. Yeah, people don't do the simple things. Yeah, yeah, we we and and it's it's the same with live video. Everyone wants to get the get the microphone, the camera, and all the technical things sorted, because in a way that's 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 kind of almost easier for them to compute than actually mm. getting in front of the camera and doing the simple work. Sometimes simple is more complicated than complicated. Did I really say that? I think I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So when, let's let's start talking about video. So, what's the biggest challenge mm. do you think when it comes to video on LinkedIn? So we, we've done we've we started to engage a lot more. We're putting posts on there. We're starting to get a bit of engagement, which is great. But we're now wanting to dip mm. our toe in the video world, whether this is video or live video. And by the way, Martin Buckland, I can see your question. I'm going to come back to you just after this next section. It's a great question, um, but I, I just want to. Um, to to just ask Louise this. So what 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 would be your what would be the biggest challenge when it comes to actually getting started with video, whether it's video or live video on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think um, it's understanding what you're actually going to, you know, what's the content of your video going to be about? Like, are you going to share? You know, are you going to do a piece to camera where you're talking to camera? Are you going to do like an explainer video? How long is your video going to be? And this is where you know if you put a video post up, it needs to be pretty short to keep people's attention. You need to capture their attention in the first couple of seconds but if you're doing LinkedIn live you're recommended to speak for more than 10 minutes so you know Mm. don't go live and then forget like run out of things to say after seven minutes (laughs) (laughs) Um, like I'm laughing but I know it's really hard for people it is hard um uh, but yes understanding what your what's the purpose what's the strategy behind the video that you are creating and why are you putting it out there and also if you upload a video post you know 
write something about above it as to why you are sharing it and literally invite people to comment below um, in response to the video as well, which is going to help people. Uh, you know, it's the, as you say, in simple things, but by asking someone to leave a comment about what they think about the main things you're saying in your video, people are more likely to leave a comment than if you don't actually ask them to. And also there's uh, the whole thing about hashtags on LinkedIn as well. So mm. for all of your posts on LinkedIn, you should include three hashtags that are relevant to whatever the content of the video is as well, because people follow as well as connecting and uh, with people and following people and businesses and brands, people also follow hashtags on LinkedIn. So that's going to get your video out in front of a wider audience of people who have no connection to you because they are following the hashtag that you're using in your post as well. Mm, that's, a, that's a really fascinating comment about the hashtags because I think we can often mm. forget there was a time, but I remember where LinkedIn, you didn't have hashtag, hashtags. And, and yeah, so, yeah. you know, people recommended that you don't use them, but absolutely. So what would you say there? I mean, the, the, would we, is it a good idea to try and find out what the popular hashtags are like you would do on Instagram or Facebook? That's my phone going off. Let's switch that off. It's, I've got too many phones. I've got... Um, it's Lisa. It's Lisa calling from Australia. Yeah, it might be. It might be. There we go. That, that's on my checklist. Switch off your phones and I forgot to do that. So, um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so with, with hashtags, would you try and find the, the, the most popular ones out there? But would you also use your own hashtags? So one thing that I thought of is creating a, a series of live video tips on LinkedIn. It could be, I don't Ooh. know, confident live tips and then allow people to subscribe to that. I mean, what, there's a few different things there to think about, but how would you, how would you use those? Well, I think that's a brilliant idea for you and confident live tips. I think, and I think other people would, would also then use that hashtag. Um, but you can go, if you're looking at LinkedIn at, at the screen on your desktop and go down the left-hand side on your personal profile, it'll say hashtag. So it says um, groups that you're in, pages that you have. And at the bottom, it says hashtags that you follow. And if you don't follow any hashtags, you can add them in here. And at the very bottom of that column, it says discover more. So if you click on that discover more, it will show you hashtags that it think, that LinkedIn thinks are relevant to you based on the content you're sharing and the people that you follow. And when it brings up a whole screen of hashtags, it's like, it's quite, it's quite um, a nice design. Um, it'll have the hashtag and it'll have how many people follow that hashtag. So you can pick and choose from those. And where you use three hashtags on your post, you can follow as many hashtags as you want. Um, and you might have seen people get really excited when it says that their post is trending under a hashtag. And I think it's a nice little flattery mm. thing from LinkedIn. I don't think it hugely matters a lot to okay. um, your content, but everyone gets really excited about it, which actually is nice. <laughs> well, you know, we need a bit of excitement in our lives, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Monk says, haha. Uh, I assume it wasn't it wasn't you um, phoning me, but um, there, there we go. Um, Virginia asks a question, so this is interesting. You did say three hashtags. I was meant to ask you this. Why only three hashtags? I know on LinkedIn, so on uh, Instagram, uh, the recommendations have a lot more than that, but uh, mm. why limit ourselves to only three or why... What's wrong with one or two or five, six, seven or eight? So I picked this this piece of uh, wisdom up in the the last couple of years from various things that people I've listened to about LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn themselves say three to five hashtags from the LinkedIn um, experts that I'm connected to. It seems like a standardized three hashtags works best. Um, and that's what I use. So, you know, as with everything, like I, my group is called LinkedIn Learners Lab because I like to try and test stuff out. So I always test these things out for myself and three hashtags works the best. So it's one of those things. Try it out. Um, don't mm. go overboard with your hashtags. It's like it's like as well, you know, people tag 17 other people in their posts. Please don't do that. Uh, um, it's just it's slightly annoying and yes. the reason people do it is to get seen by those other people's networks only tag someone if it's actually relevant to what the content you're sharing yeah, is that, about that makes sense it's easy sometimes to get behind the computer screen and forget reality and, and common sense and all these things and if you think about it logically you know tagging lots of people it, it, it just it isn't the right thing 
to do. It's, it can become really, really annoying. But I think tagging selectively when it can be a good thing. So if, if it makes yes. sense to tag somebody, definitely do that. So v- Virginia, um, this was a question from before. And Martin, I will I will get back to you on this question. Um, but just before, uh, Virginia um, says, oh, I just added both of you on LinkedIn, not the right way. Uh, I love this video <laughs> and your content. So please, Virginia, we're not, we're not like trying to kind of say to people, we're not trying to condemn people. You know, I would say with this, and I don't know what you think, Louise, is it's not so much like a right way and a wrong way. It's just, I think, a preferable way. I prefer when people connect with me with a personal message, because if I don't know you, if I don't, I'm, I'm really bad with faces. So I can sometimes mm. like look at a face and I think, or a name and I think, oh, I think I know them, but I don't know. And then, and then, I mean, I have to admit, I've got a long list of connection requests that I haven't dealt with because I'm really not sure what Ooh. to do. You know, do I yeah. do I connect with them? I don't really know them. I could send them a, a connect. I could send them a personalized message. That will take a lot of time to do that. Uh, and Ooh. so, I just I think from that point of view, it's, it's better. What would you What would you say? Well, it's interesting because I was working with a client yesterday, and she had over a hundred um, outstanding connection requests. And with quite a lot of them had personalized messages and she just said, I, I just didn't really know what to do with them. So I just left them all there. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, there's two ways to deal with this. You could accept them all um, or you could, you know, get your assistant to go through them and see you know, who they're from. Or you could reject them all and just start over. Um, but then in, in all of those, this lady works with 20 clients a year. So she doesn't need 100 potential new clients um, in a month in her business yeah. uh, you could just you know reject them all and start over but you might miss one of your 20 clients in in those connection requests so i think um it's like email inboxes and you know somebody the other day i was working with had over four thousand unread emails i think it's just best to keep on top of these things on a regular basis <laughs> i think you might be right I've, I've just looked at how many i've got Do are, I you, are you in that guilty category <laughs> 93 oh Oh, oh, connection requests connection requests yeah i've got so Mm -hmm. i yeah i need to deal with this there we go but i can see virginia's there so i'm gonna i'm going to um connect with virginia now so that's great this is why if you so if, if you've got 93 connection requests and maybe only 10 of those people have sent messages you're going to look at those 10 first because they just literally jump out of the page more than the ones without yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you there. So yeah, so so there we go. That's connect. That's the connection requests and um, doing it that way. But yeah, I want to bring in Mar- Martin's question. Sorry, Martin, you've been waiting very patiently. Yeah, but um, I'm waiting for this question. What is yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> so so this this is a common question. I'm kind of interested to know what you think. I've got my view on this. But Martin has been waiting very patiently. Well, maybe not patiently at all, actually. He's he, he's say, asking, how can I expedite my application to LinkedIn Live? I have all the credentials and professionals on LinkedIn are my prime audience. And I mean, I totally empathize with this, Martin. It's, it's really frustrating. It's being rolled out incredibly slowly. It seems to have mm. been rolled out to a lot of non-marketing people. And I think that's deliberate. I think they're trying mm-hmm. to broaden it out to to different types of people and not just create a marketing bubble, which is what's happened on other channels like Facebook Live. It had this marketing mm. bubble. What's your view on this? I mean, any thoughts on how Martin can um, get things sorted with LinkedIn Live? Yeah, so I apply. I actually have got accepted on the fourth time I applied for LinkedIn Live. Mm. And the tip that I have for other people is that I think that the people who review the applications We'll go and look and see, are you already sharing video on LinkedIn? And the people who are already sharing video, I believe, are getting accepted faster because you're showing that video is already part of your marketing tool or tools or techniques. The other thing is when you actually um, apply, one of the guidelines from LinkedIn is that you don't use LinkedIn Live to talk about LinkedIn, which could be a reason why a lot of marketers, <coughs> excuse me, aren't getting accepted. You know, my LinkedIn live videos, I go live every Friday around UK lunchtime um, or later in the afternoon, depending if my guest is in the US, it might be later on. Um, and we don't really talk about how to use LinkedIn, even though my whole business is about teaching people how to use LinkedIn. 
because I am that, like I'm, I didn't get detention at schoolie and I'm one of those rule followers and someone says to me, you can't do that, then I don't do it. So, you know, to my detriment, because I see other people who teach LinkedIn just talking happily about how to use LinkedIn in their LinkedIn lives. Um, but I, I prefer to, it, sounds, it makes me sound really boring. I prefer to go by this, the guidance, then stick no, with it. I'm, um, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm call me boring too, but uh, yeah. So that, that's really, really helpful. So one of the things I've said before is that, and I've seen evidence of this, that uh, LinkedIn like to see evidence of you broadcasting a regular live show on another platform. They want to see that you are yes, actually doing are. that. So that I think that's that's useful. But I hadn't thought about what mm-hmm. you're just saying there, which is they want to see that you're, you're actually putting video, regular video content on LinkedIn. So I suppose yeah. you could look at repurposing. If you're going live on, as I know you are, Martin, you're broadcasting regularly on Facebook Live, you could take some of that content and repurpose that into a video for LinkedIn, but also do some native mm-hmm. LinkedIn video too. And, and yeah, keep persevering. You'll get there eventually. Eventually and it'll come out of beta. The other, the other thing, Ian, is I think when you fill in the application form, it's very much the way I approach LinkedIn anyway, is that you, you write it in a way that your content is going to help your audience. That, mm. that, that's the purpose of it. Rather than being about you and your business, it's about helping the people who will be watching the video and the other thing I said in mind was that I would be consistent. I would go live once a week. It would be a regular, it would become like a regular show. And I think that maybe that helped as well. So these are the things that I did um, and that I changed. I think the first three times I applied, I just kind of filled it in and off I went. And then the fourth time I thought, right, I really want to get this. So I really thought about what I put in my application um, and then I got approved. Yeah. Well, let, let us know, Martin, how many times you've applied. And uh, and I, I hope that's yeah. helpful. He does say uh, he can make a can make a huge impact to business leaders through a LinkedIn Live helping get through a career transition. So, I mean, your 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 topic is, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it's it perfect. sounds perfect. So it's yeah. it's just keep on, keep on persevering. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it's time to bring in my next sponsor, actually. So it is time to bring in Content 10X. Content 10X, I've just been listening to, to some of my old podcast episodes because my son Timothy was in some of those. We did, we had some fun. And I listened to uh, the first one where Content 10X came on. It was really good fun. Um, content 10X is all about content repurposing. They're the whole content repurposing service. And they really are fabulous at turning your live videos, or it could be a blog post or a podcast, into a plethora of different content, whether that is turning your live video into a blog post, a podcast, into social media images, or as what Amy Woods said on the show a few weeks ago, turning your live video into lots of video babies. And some of those video babies could be on LinkedIn. They have a new service called LinkedIn 10X, which you should definitely check out. Just go to content10x.com and follow the links to LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn 10X. This is all about actually leveling up your impact on LinkedIn through producing one video. So this is actually very apt to our conversation today. You can produce one video on LinkedIn weekly and then Content 10X will then take that and create other content on LinkedIn uh, for you to really uh, help engage with your audience and reach a wider audience. So definitely check that out. And if you don't have LinkedIn Live, don't worry, because you can create pre-recorded video content and then Content 10X will then take that and create it into other content. You don't have to hire them. Of course, you can learn to do it yourself. They have so many resources. They have a blog. They have a podcast. They have a book. You can find out so much more information. They're really smart. They're responsive, creative, and effective. I use them as part of this show. Uh, They're absolutely fabulous. And they will take that stress out of your content marketing, which... At the end of the day, we don't want any more stress than we have at the moment. So I think that's all good. So definitely check out Content 10X at content10x.com. And I thank you, Amy, and the rest of the team for sponsoring this show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Awesome. Right. So we've got a few other comments. Uh, and then I also want to ask you a few more questions just before we finish. Now, what does Virginia say here? So about the videos in our profile. So this is an interesting one. So mm-hmm. Virginia asks uh, about the videos in our profile. What would be the difference between the one we have on our summary about section and the one Louise suggested to add in the work experience section? I think that's a really good question. One that uh, I would love to know. Yeah. So the one they used used to be able to add in a video to your summary or about section, and now you can't. 
that's they have moved to the featured section. So for the featured section, that's where I would put in the introductory piece or like an explainer piece. So say if you have a program you're launching in Virginia or you're doing a workshop that you could put a little video in there. And also you the featured section, you can update as many times as you want. I mean, I have other stuff in there that links to um, articles I've written and stuff as well. Um, and you can move them about and, ha- and prioritize the first one that you want to have on there. Whereas the experience section, it depends what you do in your business. So for me and my experience section, I would host local workshops for corporates. So I could have um, a clip of me presenting one of those corporate workshops in my experience section under the bit that says corporate workshops. And then under the bit that says speaker. So under my company, Social BNI, I've got you know, the different things that I do within the company. One of those is speaker and under the speaker bit, I have my speaker reel. And yeah, you could absolutely have your speaker reel in the featured section as well. If someone has gone as far as scrolling down to your experience section, I think the video there is very much specifically tailored to what you have written in the experience section that you're talking about. That makes sense. It does. That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you for clarifying that. That's really, really helpful. And Virginia says, great advice. So I would agree with that. And uh, Martin Buckland says he's applied three times. So I would say four times lucky. Louise, you said four yes, times. Yes, I, I got fourth. Yeah, I got on the fourth. Martin, go for it. I'll upload some videos first. Yes. Well, I think, yeah, Martin is definitely doing that on Facebook. So I assume you're doing that on LinkedIn as well, but just keep, keep persevering that it it will, it will happen. And they are still, as I say, they're still in beta or beta. I'm I'm still playing with the, um, the new scheduling, scheduling feature, uh, which allows you to uh, schedule a a LinkedIn video in advance. And it's still, Mm. they're still playing around with it. I mean, this is LinkedIn. They are serious about testing things and they want this to work really, really well. They're just taking a long time over it. But anyway, there we go. So pre-recorded video or LinkedIn Live, which one should we go for? Or should we just do do both? When should we choose one over the other? I know we've got that 10-minute thing. So if your video is under 10 minutes, you can't do... Well, you you could do a LinkedIn Live, but you'd be breaking the rules. And as we both know, we don't want to be breaking the rules. So so what, what what would you suggest? So for me, the video, oh, there's another way you can put video as well, actually, sorry, I didn't even mention this. From your mobile app, you can upload a video post directly and it looks like what LinkedIn Stories is going to, well, it it looks like what LinkedIn Stories does look like in the countries that have it, which is Brazil, Australia, uh, I think India and maybe United Arab Emirates. Um, and when you do that, that is more like, it's like an Instagram story. So you're literally recording yourself on your phone and then you're adding in little stickers and text and stuff and you put that as a video post. That's another way you could do it. And Martin, you could try that maybe. And that's a more informal type video. So for me, the way I do it is the video post that I would upload would be more formal where I might be um, talking, you know, maybe saying, here are three reasons why I believe you should have a LinkedIn company page, da 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 and a call to action. The video post is much more kind of, like us, the stories that you see on the other social media platforms, informal, of course, remember, always from above. <laughs> and then my LinkedIn Lives are much more, I actually use the LinkedIn Lives for um, interviews and they are less formal than the video posts for me and uh, more conversational. And what I love about them is the fact that you can bring people's comments up on screen exactly what we're doing here with Virginia and Martin and Lisa, you know, engaging and interacting directly with your audience. And that's why the the guidance for the LinkedIn Live is that they prefer you to go over 10 minutes. And that's because it gives people more time to be notified that you're on live and to start engaging with you. Of course, you know, I, I email out my list and let them know that I'm going to be going live at a particular time on the Friday. So always my LinkedIn Live is always connected to the podcast guests that I've had that week. So there's a whole system behind how I kind of encourage my audience along towards coming to my live show. But yeah, I I very much use it as an interview show Mm. and the video posts would be more of a, let me teach you something or if I'm launching something. 
that yeah that's that's great advice and i think yeah again if you use those hashtags you can kind of segment the different types of videos and live videos that you're doing so martin mm -hmm. it you know that's something that you could do you know use hashtags to create different series of video content and uh, and when you get linkedin live you can then create another category in a sense to, with that and and hopefully uh, at the moment i'm beta testing the the scheduling feature in um mm. in linkedin live so you, you do this should be rolling out wide more widely soon but this gives you the ability to create a, a scheduled post in advance that you could so you can start to get a little bit of um interaction in the comments i think at the moment yes. they have like half an hour or an hour before they then lock the comments ready for the live so but we'll, we'll see what happens there lisa monks so lisa is giving us some insider information from down under because linkedin stories is is available in australia oh, of course, she's got it yeah. yeah so i don't have you have you played with this it sounds like you have lisa uh lisa says linkedin stories uh, is only 15 seconds and has very very Basic. Is it how many varies? There's two varies. Basic features, limited <laughs> stickers, and no filters. <laughs> but maybe that's the thing. I mean, this this is. A, I know some people have been a little bit not overly excited by stories coming to LinkedIn and just thinking that um, you know this is just going to be like Instagram. So maybe this is deliberate. That this is more of a business orientated story. I don't know. We'll we'll see about yeah, that. The, the stickers are so we, you you can test it yourself Ian by doing a video post from your mobile. You know, at the bottom of the oh, screen. Oh yes. Put the the plus button and it'll say video, and so you can test it yourself. You'll see exactly what a LinkedIn story is going to look like. And I was telling somebody last week the stickers are. Oh, it was when I was talking to your your friend and mine, Jeff Sia from um, Social Media Marketing World. Um, I was telling him they're like I called them business style stickers. He's like, well, what does that mean? And it is things like um, going live or working from home or, you know, they're not, they're nothing like mm. Instagram story stickers. <laughs> if you can see that on the screen. So I'm just putting these in. Yeah. You've got things like contact me and uh, yeah. all these kind of things. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. They're not, I wouldn't say they're, they're not mega boring. No, I quite like them. I, I, mean, I, like, I like those video posts and yeah. I, I already like LinkedIn stories, even though I don't have it yet. <laughs> Well, there we go. I, yeah, I I think I could I could get behind LinkedIn stories. I like Instagram stories mm. sometimes um, when I'm in the mood. Mm. So I think I think uh, yeah, if we have them on LinkedIn, that that would be great. I think so. Uh, yeah, Virginia says uh, we don't have them. We don't have LinkedIn stories in Greece yet. So yeah, I think we just have to wait for it to be uh, rolled out mm -hmm. a little bit more widely. So we're almost at yeah. the end. Have you got um, what would be your your top? LinkedIn video tips. I think you shared a lot, but are there, are there any other tips that you could share with us that uh, we could think about implementing when it comes to LinkedIn Live, LinkedIn Live or LinkedIn Video? Yeah, I mean, we we did talk a little bit about you mm. said about people like really like to get the tech and everything organised. I think that you do want to show up a bit more professionally on LinkedIn because it is the B two B networking site. Um, so, you know, I have the microphone and the, the webcam and the ring light. You don't need to go that far, but having a decent microphone and a camera, prepping what you want to say in advance and having a strategy behind it. Um, but also, if you're going to show up on video and go live, um, be consistent with it. I have got friends who are going live like every day for a week. And I'm thinking, well, what, what's the purpose of this? <laughs> are you going to do this for a week and then disappear for a month? Um, what's the strategy behind it? Um, but also I use, you know, when I do my LinkedIn lives as well, Ian, I use um, StreamYard. And then I, it was actually you gave me this tip that I have the paid version. So it goes live to YouTube and LinkedIn live. But afterwards I can download it and do other things with it. And I love what you said about um content 10x and the live video babies <laughs> something i need to get onto uh, create yeah. little baby videos out of my videos definitely so yeah do, do use a tool whether it's Streamyard or restream or ecamm obs studio Ooh. a lot of them will allow you to save the video in a high quality format later and that makes repurposing a lot easier so that's that's yeah. definitely something i know that that's something that you do louise so um yeah, that, that's that's great advice. Uh, Lisa Monks says, it ha yes, so this is about stories. Yes, it has uh, great potential, but needs a lot of work. Anyone who mm. loves Instagram stories will not like LinkedIn stories in their current format. In fact, I've created, uh, <laughs> in, in fact, I've created an Instagram and used that for LinkedIn. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So you could create an another Ooh. and gone over. Ooh, that's that's fancy. Yeah, you could do that. That is interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see about but that. But I, I think... I think, Ian, the, the reason LinkedIn are going down this line is because they know that 
people in their 20s who they want to attract onto LinkedIn are used to that story format. So it's not about people like, I mean, you and I are kind of in the same age category. It's not necessarily about you and I and the CEO people of the world. It's about engaging the next level, the next generation that are coming through who are used to these short format snappy videos. And it's, you know, it's, it's not all about us. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, you've got to you've got to think about your audience as well. And uh, yeah, I, it's interesting what you're saying just before about you know what you know going live every single day uh, for a week and then stopping. I think there is a valid reason for going live every single day for a week, but it's you, really for your personal development and you getting. And so I always recommend that people do that, but mm. do that in a in a maybe in a private group. There's there's a place mm-hmm. for that. Don't just go live on LinkedIn every single day and then. That's it. You, you, you know, get, get, get your confidence another way on maybe on Facebook mm-hmm. in a group or something like that. Um, so yeah. I think that's, that's great. Well, thank you, Louise. I think it's, it's uh, been so much fun having you on the show and uh, you've de- definitely um, got me going. I think, I think I'm, I'm going to, to get back on LinkedIn and um, I, I'm looking forward to, to hanging out with you there and uh, producing some really valuable content. I mean, I, I am going, obviously, I'm broadcasting to LinkedIn Live all the time, um, at least three times a week, but it's everything mm-hmm. else that I know that I need to work on. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, you've got something coming up, haven't you? Is it next Wednesday? Yes, yes, Tell I do. I've got a f- yeah, so I've got um, a free training next Wednesday, the 30th of September, and it is at 6 p.m. UK, which I think is 10 a.m. Pacific. I don't know what time that is in Australia. Sorry, Lisa. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a webinar where I actually, I don't talk about myself for half an hour. I give proper, valuable, actionable training on how to get yourself set up on LinkedIn and going through um, what your profile should look like, what kind of content works and all that stuff. So I'd be delighted if, if some of your audience would like to join me on that, Ian. That'd be wonderful. So this is at socialbeani.com. So that's social and then B-E-E-N-I.com forward slash free dash training. Now, if people are listening to the podcast or watching the, repl- uh, watching the replay of this, uh, will there be the opportunity to watch this back later? Or how can people, if people have missed watching this live, how can they, um, how can they find out about stuff that you're doing in the future? Yes, absolutely. Well, first things first are come and connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm. And I do run my um, free training workshops on average once a month. So even if you miss the one that's on the 30th of September, if you come along, sign up, you can get access. I'll send you a link to the next one that, we, that I'm running as well. Definitely, definitely do that. Because unfortunately, I think this podcast episode will come out sometime in October. So you'll have missed that if you're listening. <laughs> but for live viewers and replay viewers, you can definitely check that out. So, well, thank okay. you, Louise. It's been great. Uh, great to have you on the show. Do do check out uh, Louise's um, uh, social channels. If you're going to um, connect with her on LinkedIn, then make sure you personalize it. You heard it today. And, <laughs> and um That'd that'd be great. Well, thank you, Louise. Uh, But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.